Hello and welcome to the Brave Marketing Podcast with your host Swapna Thomas. This is the podcast for the renegades, the trailblazing leaders and the change makers who don't just have a business, it's your calling. Those of you who want to make a difference and make money but all on your own terms. I'm on a mission to show as many life coaches as possible how you can have more income, more impact and infinitely more fun by being unapologetically and bravely you and breaking all the rules. I have created 5 figure months with no paid ads, a tiny list and zero complicated sales funnels. Simplifying marketing and teaching you how to use it for good in the world is my zone of genius. With this podcast, I'm here to share weekly episodes on the soul and the strategy of marketing, mindset, money and everything online business. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Brave Marketing Podcast. And today I have a very special guest with me. Karina Groombridge is a mindset and success coach for mompreneurs. She loves to support moms to start and grow her business so they can create the income and flexible schedule that works with their family life. And she 100% believes that no mom should need to choose between taking care of her family and making a lot of money. You can have both and Karina shows her clients how and today she is also going to share a lot of that with us. Karina is also an engineer turned entrepreneur and she knows what it's like to juggle a corporate job, three kids, a business and the rest of life. Her business has allowed her to leave her nine to five corporate job, make 10k months, sell out offers and grow an engaged community of raving fans. And I am so excited to talk about all of this with someone who has a very similar background to me. I've also done instrumentation engineering in my graduation. So I already kind of know, Karina, that you have this scientific bend of mind um, when it comes to business and entrepreneurship and life itself. So welcome, Karina. I'm so excited to have you here. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And I love that we share that. I think that's just so cool. <laughs> it is not a requirement for everyone listening to have a business. But... <laughs> you do not need to be an engineer to have a business, but it sure helps, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no downside to that. But <laughs> So talk to me a little bit about how did this unfold for you, being an engineer and then in being in corporate and then, you know, kids and a business and a life. Like, I feel like your hands are full but it also feels like a very fulfilling journey so far. So talk to us a little bit about how that has been and how it unfolded. Yeah. So for me, I never grew up knowing um, entrepreneurship. I was never surrounded by it as a kid. It was always you you get a good education, you you know get a job, and then you work for 40 some odd years and you retire. This was always the kind of path that was laid out for me. And I just kind of got on board with it because I didn't know anything else. But I never really felt like the passion, like that like fire within you when you're like, oh my God, I love this. And I can't, I can't fault my parents for it, but they were just like, if you don't know, keep getting an education. It's like, this makes sense. Of course. Okay. And so that's what I did. And I kept going and I kept going, but I'm like, I don't like I don't love it. And I kind of just had this story of like, but I don't really know what I'm passionate about. And then I had kids 
well, if you're a mom, you know, this really changes everything. And it was, that was kind of like my turning point to say, I don't know what I'm passionate about, but I'm going to figure it out. And that was like a very clear cut shift in the way that I was thinking. And I showed up differently and I took different action to try and figure it out. And had somebody told me like 10 years ago, oh, by the way, you're going to start your own coaching business and you're going to talk to people all day, help them make lots of money and have a blast doing it. I'd be like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? <laughs> and yet here I am doing just that. I ended up becoming a mindset coach and like helping people figure out, okay, what's standing between you and the results that you want to create? Like, <laughs> secrets out. It's you. It's your brain. It's what is going on in your head. And that was exactly the thing that happened for me too. Like that story of, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know what I, I want to do with my life. Just kind of like held on so tight. And as soon as I shifted it and decided something different, things changed so it seems quickly looking back. In the moment, it did not seem quick. <laughs> there, there are lots of steps in between. But just that shift was everything. And this is a huge part of how I support my clients because we have these stories that we tell ourselves and we don't, we just accept them for truth. We just accept them for like, this is how it is. So that's like, in a nutshell, that's kind of how I got to what I'm doing right now and the business that I've created. Yeah. And I find so many similarities between your journey and mine. Um, I've had the same trajectory. Like I just kind of went along whatever came uh, and being in India, like an academic path was laid out for me. You either become a doctor or an engineer. So I went on to the engineering path and I had no passion for it. I never felt like this. I could not imagine myself doing that. And even when I was in a corporate job, I could never imagine being in the same position that my boss was in. It felt like I never want to do this for the rest of my life. And honestly, having a baby gave me an out. I literally took my exit strategy and went out. I was like, I'm out and I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. But obviously, I knew that that was not going to be forever. And like you, I can't believe that I get paid to do this, what I'm doing right now. And just like you, if someone had told me 10 years ago that, you know, one day you will be talking to people all around the world and getting paid to talk to them, listen to them, hold space for them, I would have laughed for sure. <laughs> this does not exist. There is no job like this for sure. So I love that, you know, how we end up where we are meant to be eventually, right? If we just keep following our intuitive nudges and we fo keep following our heart, eventually you will definitely be where you are supposed to be. So Karina, you help moms in business, right? And as a mom, I know the messy mindset drama, like you said, the thing between our ears that comes with being an entrepreneur and a mom. Like I think it's the, a double whammy when you are a mom and an entrepreneur. So what are some of the, you know, maybe the top three things that you see, especially moms struggling with as they get their business off the ground and then they're scaling it and growing it? What are the things that keep coming back up again and again for moms? Okay. So this is a great question. And I think it's interesting. I So I work with business owners who are just starting, but also who are looking to scale and grow. So I find it really interesting because 
no matter which side you are on, like whether you're just starting out or in a position to grow, to hire help, to scale, the same struggles come up. And they're not, you know, special for one per- particular person. Um, the And three of the top ones that I see are, um, are thoughts around time and how much we are able to, like the results that we're able to create with the time that we have. And of course, it never feels like enough. Another big one is boundaries. So putting up those boundaries and being able to kind of have a container for work and a container for family life and not have the two kind of bleed into one another. This is a big one for for moms that I find because, you know, the kids get home and they want your attention. And then, you know, maybe business requests come in. And how do you how do you juggle that in a way that feels good to you? So that boundaries would be the second one. And the third one that I find is the biggest struggle for moms and probably for a lot of humans, but particularly particularly for moms is letting people help you and accepting help. Because as a mom, you're running, like you're in charge of, you know, another human or several, and you're running a household, you're taking care of all the things that come along with that, the doctor's appointments, the sick days, the meal planning, and like all the things I find being able to let people in and let people help you and, and even asking for help. This is a huge part of what I coach my clients on because so many of them are like, yeah, but I could do it. You totally could. I have faith in you. You could do all these things that you want to do. That doesn't mean you have to. And it doesn't mean that you need to in order to accomplish what you actually want. So I feel like those are the the top three struggles that I see on repeat with my clients. And just as like a side note to everyone listening, these can come up at every level. And if you think you tackled it, you're like, oh, okay, I'm good. You know, I'm okay. And then you 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 reach this next level of growth and you're like, oh, damn it. Like it's come back. Just want to let everybody know is normal, nothing wrong. And now we just get better at recognizing it and moving past it. Yeah. And I completely agree with all three of those, especially when it comes to time. Like you feel like when you have small babies, you feel like, oh, you don't have enough time. And then when they are toddlers, then you feel like I don't have time. But I can tell you now, having a teenager, you still don't have time because now they have so many activities and they have like emotional stuff come up all the time. They need you to listen to them. And, you know, you can't just like play with them anymore. It's like you literally need to have conversations with them. And then they have your studies and you need to help with them with that. Like that is a never ending game, right? Like it's never, if you don't feel like you have enough time, it's never going to feel like you have enough time and you have to literally create time. And then that's where the boundaries come in place, I feel. For me, that was definitely a journey because when you are at home, right, everything feels like, oh, I could do just this one thing and then sit down to work. Let me tidy this one room and then I, you know, I'll feel like I have that workplace ambience or this will just keep niggling in my brain. Let me just put the laundry away. And somehow the whole day has gone and you haven't done anything. 
And you also feel like you're failing at home because things don't get done all the time because, you know, your your brain is in two places. So having that separation and having those boundaries clearly demarcated for you. And I guess it would still spill over because if you're working from home, it's bound to happen. But having that happen on your own terms is a completely different thing rather than just it being on autopilot, right? Like you're just doing, you're just shuttling between these two modes all the time. I think that in itself will take away so much of your energy and make you feel exhausted even if you haven't really accomplished anything during the day. I want to come back to the this idea of asking for help that you talked about, which is I feel is so important. You know, mothers definitely struggle to ask for help. I have experienced this. You have experienced this. And whether it is childcare, whether it is help with home chores or hiring help in business or hiring a team, I feel like mothers have this sort of invisible bar set up for themselves. Like I have to do it all on on my own and the super mom kind of image that they have or else they feel like they are a failure if they have to ask for help in one of those areas. I think it's patriarchal conditioning programming that we have had from generations. And we obviously know that we cannot do it all. Like that's humanly not possible for anyone. And yet we keep pressuring ourselves to do it all. So what would be some of the tips for moms? Because I see this in my clients come up all the time. Like they really struggle to ask for help. They wish, you know, their partner would read their mind or their kids would just automatically start helping around in the house. But obviously that never happens, right? And then they feel frustrated and resentment come creeps in in your relationships. And you feel like no one acknowledges all the things that I'm doing. And yet you don't know how to ask for help. And you don't know how to receive help as well. When someone is trying to help you, it it also feels like, um, you know, I don't know if I should take this. How can I take this? All of these thoughts that come up for you. So what are some of your tips that you give to your clients that makes it easy for them to ask and receive help? Yeah. Okay. So I think this is such a great question and so beneficial for the audience because this is such a game changer. And I also want to acknowledge that it's a process. It's not like, you know, you flip a switch and all of a sudden you're going to be totally cool with receiving help, asking for help. It's a process to go through and it's a practice to get good at. I like an exercise that I like to give my clients is to practice asking for and receiving help. It doesn't necessarily have to be in business, but in anything in your day-to-day life, make it an intention to ask for help even before you need it. Like this is key, people. Before you're like drowning and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to burn out. (laughs) We want to ask before that point, but practice asking for and receiving help. And that can be in the form of uh, kind gestures, gifts, compliments, like whatever it is, start to get used to that practice because it's going to come up in all different ways. Like you said, there's, you know, asking for help around the house, but then there's also asking for help in your business and being able to delegate. And if you're struggling in one chances are you're going to come up against a lot of resistance in the other because it boils down to you and how you're thinking about how you're showing up to it. So the first exercise or practice that 
you can take today is work on intentionally asking for help and accepting or receiving help. So that's one thing. And one practice that I did when I was starting my business and I had a corporate job, I had three children under the age of three and I was starting my business or, you know, trying to figure out this thing that I wanted to create. I took inventory of what was going on for me, like all the things that I was responsible for, all the things that I was doing. And I like literally made a list and looked at, okay, what can be delegated? What are the things that I do not have to do in order for, you know, things to, to progress. And for me, um, food was one big thing that I was taking care of and managing and, you know, what are we eating? What make the food list, make the dinners, make the meal plan, all of that. I offloaded all of it to my husband. It's like, this is now your job. Do not ask me. I will eat whatever you cook. This is not my job anymore. This is your job. So this comes to like boundaries, delegating and all of that. <clears throat> and it was a process. There, there were, there was like a good three months of sorting out my husband coming to me. Oh, but what do you think about this? Oh, but can you do this? No, no, <laughs> this is what, this is what we had talked about. This is what we agreed. If you want to eat pasta every night, I will not complain. And that was hard. <laughs> I like, I like salad and my husband does not like making salad, but whatever, but just asking for help and letting it be imperfect. Like when you ask your kids to do something, my kids are pretty young still. And when you ask them to do something, it's not going to be done the way you want it, but that is okay. And you're training them to get better at it. And same in, you know, in the business life, when you delegate a task to your assistant, they probably won't do it the way that you will. They will probably mess it up. And that does not mean that you need to let them go. It doesn't mean that you cannot delegate this task. It means that it's time to set up boundaries. It's time to set out guidelines. Maybe you just need to get more clear at, at expressing what it is that you need. And so there's so many parallels between home life and business. And the better you get at asking and receiving help, the easier things will get. And for sure, I think it's also practicing that CEO level thinking, right? Because as you grow your business, you have to take decisions where you have to delegate things to others. And if you keep being in this mindset, like no one can do this better than me. I am the only one who knows how to do this the right way. That's going to keep your business in a plateau for a very long time because you need other people. Like, you know, there's this saying that it takes a village to raise a baby. I think it it takes a village to grow a business and you need to build your village intentionally and it's not going to be perfect it's not everyone is going to be the just the right fit for you and it's going to take a little bit of hidden trial to find the right people in your team but eventually I think the more you practice that decision making and asking for help and receiving help the more trust you build on yourself that I can do this Sorry, there's one there's one more piece to that that I want to add. It's and it's looking to the bigger vision. And it's just bringing your brain to that bigger vision because when we're in the weeds like when we're in it, 
is really hard to see. And you're just like, oh, I can do this one thing. Oh, I can do this one thing. But when you step back and go, okay, this is what I'm creating. This is what I want. It's a lot easier to be able to ask for help, to be able to delegate things when you're going, this is where I'm going. And in order to get there, this is what needs to happen versus kind of like going at it day by day going, oh, I can do that one more thing. I I could do that one more thing. And like taking on those little things here and there is not the CEO level thinking that's going to get you where you want to go in a year from now. Absolutely. I love this. I feel also something that that's very strong for me is this idea that motherhood is almost like a practice ground for being an entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) Moms are made for entrepreneurship. Everyone might not choose entrepreneurship, but I think it's like a perfect practice ground for being an entrepreneur. Like once you have dealt with the labor, the aftermath of it, the healing, a baby with colic, the toddler tantrums, and for me now, the teenage, you know, roller coaster of emotions, everything in business feels almost easy like I can I can handle this what do you feel like what do, what do you see in your clients uh, and and I feel one of the things the reason I'm asking you is I feel like just by uh, the sheer act of being a mother I think moms somehow start underplaying themselves and they lose that power that that sense of power that they have within them I think making creating new life in this world is the most powerful thing you know, no one has that capacity. And I feel like we don't really integrate that. And we don't really understand that. And we sort of underplay ourselves because I'm just a mom. I have these kids like, you know, constantly mothers underestimate themselves. So what do you see in your clients? And how do you talk to them about this? Yeah, so um, one thing that I see in my clients is this ability to get things done, to multitask, to be super efficient. Because when you're home and taking care of a little kid, it's like, okay, well, this has to go first because this is going to take this much time. And then this is going to happen. And then this is going to happen. And then, okay, we'd have to go at this time. Like there's this whole level of thinking for you to get through your day, to, to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And I find it funny because in the corporate world, like I know I'm based in Canada and a lot of moms, when they go back into the corporate world, I know when I went back after my kids, it was kind of like, like, well, I haven't quote unquote done anything in the last year. And I was thinking about that and I was like, well, that's garbage. I have grown so much as a human, but you know, in the corporate bubble, it's not really recognized or acknowledged, I find. and. I was like, that seems like such a a waste, not not a, a waste of time by any means, but like to not acknowledge everything that you've, all the growth that you've experienced and just what it is to be a mom and have all of these responsibilities. And I feel like in entrepreneurship, you get to apply them and you get to take all of those skills that you've learned and apply it to entrepreneurship. Whereas in the corporate world, it's kind of looked upon as like, Okay, so you've been gone for, you know, this amount of time. Let's pick up where we left off. Yeah, you've been in hibernation. <laughs> that, that's what it's like. Yeah. You've been in hibernation, not not really growing a human being and literally creating new life. It, it's not even seen as something productive. It's definitely seen like you, you just had a vacation. 
That's how I feel it's in corporate world. So you, your youngest Harper just turned one and you, you have uh, more children. And, you know, I feel like every time I have just one, but I, from knowing my friends and what I have seen in the world, every time you have a child, you change a lot. You become a new person completely, right? So what were the changes that you saw in yourself in terms of mindset, especially because you're a mindset coach. I want to talk about that. So when it comes to resilience, trust, ease, and all of those beautiful things that make up our mindset from having, you know, each kid in your life and having a business and running a life, how did you see that identity shift for you? Oh, okay. That's a good question. So I'm kind of lumping them together because my kids are, are very close in age. But when I had my first three, two of them are twins. So they're, they're like 18 months apart. They're very, they're very close. So I kind of lumped them together. But when I had them, I went back to the corporate world after that. I was still kind of like in this figuring out phase of, okay, what am I doing? What do I want to do? And my mentality then had kind of shifted to like, I'm going to figure it out. Like I had mentioned before. And it was interesting because I didn't have the same skills as I do now with all of my coaching experience, with everything that I've learned and, and supported my clients with. But just having my first kids was like, okay, like, this is interesting. I am now responsible for humans. Okay, this is new. And um, one big difference that I saw when I had Harper, my, my youngest, was... I was very intentional on deciding what I wanted, deciding that I was going to stay home with her. I, I chose to stay home with, or I'm choosing to stay home with her for 18 months uh, or keep her at home, I should say, and work alongside of having her home. And I have a little bit of support to do that. Um, I've set myself up to do that. And I feel like the shift for me in having her versus having the other kids was really this idea of like, this is what I want. Let's figure out how to make that happen versus my other kids. It was like, okay, <laughs> like what's going on? <laughs> and there was a lot more like, oh, is what what's happening? Like, is this going to work? I don't know. There's a lot more uncertainty. Of course, there was a lot of change for me in that moment of like, can I make a business work? Can I do this alongside of like parenting? tiny humans. Um, so I feel like for me, my biggest shift came with all of the skills that I had acquired as being a mindset coach and like the things that I, the skills and tools that I teach my clients of just like, we decide what we want and we figure out how to get there versus what I see a lot of people doing is like, oh, let's try this thing. And if it works, great. Like, let's keep going. But if it's at all hard, if it's at all like, you you bump up against some resistance like okay that didn't work on to the next thing like no no do you actually want to do the thing do you actually love it decide it will work and keep going that's what we do so there's so much more decisiveness that comes through i feel right and you have a sense of what's going to come next and i think that helps you make better decisions quicker decisions because you know, like fail fast becomes your strategy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. So I, I absolutely love that. So personally for me, my family and especially my role as a mother will always come first. And I want to build a business that works around that. 
And I love that you, you say that no mom should need to choose between taking care of her family and making a lot of money. Both are possible, right? But also having been in business and doing different things online for a long time, I know that it's so easy to fall into patterns and habits where it ends up being completely the other way around. And you are trying to fit in your family and your life around your business rather than the other way around. So how do we avoid that? Because flexibility and creating a business which is all about your family and takes your family along with it, and you get to have best of both the worlds is what is your message all about, right? So I would love to know what are your thoughts about building a life and business where you can put your family first and not have any guilt around that. Okay, I feel like the guilt part is like, we could do a whole podcast on it. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay, so the short answer to this is hire me to help you do this because it might not come naturally to you. It probably doesn't. And if it doesn't, you are not alone, first of all. And this is normal because I find a lot of the mentality is, like, oh, in order for my business to work, I must always say yes. I must always be available. I must. And there's there's these rules that we lay out for ourselves. And what comes to mind is uh, uh, one of my clients, she was in a service-based business. So she would have take contracts, you know, nights, evenings, weekends, that sort of thing. And at one point she wa- would be going um, like away for the weekend with her family and being like, okay, I, I have a client at this time. So, you know, you guys won't see me for the afternoon, but I'll be back for dinner and this and that. She was like, I, I don't like this. This isn't the way that I want my business to support my family life. And I was like, okay, well, we don't have to do that. Like you can say no. <laughs> and this, like, this comes back to the, the putting in place the boundaries, right? To say, this is my family time. And that doesn't mean that that um, you can never work when your kids are home or when they're around. Like, this is not what I mean. But what I mean is, like, what are the moments that you cherish? What are the things that are really important to you? And how are you going to build your business to support that and not hurt it? Like, do you love to go away for the weekend with your family? Do you love to watch the kids soccer practice? Figure out the things that are really important to you and put up the boundaries to protect that. So it's just this, I feel like it boils down to shifting the rules that you have in place for yourself and your business and what you equate success to. As in, can you still be successful and turn down money? And like, I can tell you the answer is yes. (laughs) Really hard when you're in that moment of like, ooh, but like, I don't want to disappoint, but I need the money. But I, you know, there's a million things that will come up, push that boundary, but putting in place, what is the most important thing for you? And then act in accordance to that. Yeah. And I think this takes me back to the, you know, one of the things that you said before, like having that vision be really clear. Where am I going? What am I creating here? What kind of life and business do I want to run? Because if I keep saying yes to these contracts for the money, I'm never going to have the kind of life where I have those weekends off, where I have 
I'm prioritizing those cherished moments with my family. So saying no in the short term is going to lead to that life in the long term. And I think also it opens up space for those dream clients to come through, right? Because if you keep saying yes to the average clients, not so dreamy clients, you're not creating space for those perfect dreamy clients who who will say yes to your boundaries, who will say, yes, we don't need you to work on weekends and are ready to pay what you are asking for, right? And the other thing, I think this is where your work is really, really important because this is completely mindset, right? This is not strategy. No strategy can change your mindset around scarcity or not feeling sufficient in your business. Because if you feel like, I need clients, you're always going to feel like that. Whatever money you might be making, it's never going to feel enough, right? And and we think that adding more zeros to that will make us feel better. <laughs> it, here's here's like behind the scenes hint. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> you, can, you can be making 10 times the number you're making now and still have that like, oh, but it's not enough. Oh, but I can't say no. Oh, but I can't. And it has nothing to do, like you said, with the strategy, with the client's. It has everything to do with you and what you're thinking about yourself. And and again, like this is where I come in. Like this is where the mindset work comes into play. And I feel like we could do like maybe two or three more podcast episodes about <laughs> just that, yep. that the mindset stuff that comes up when you're saying no to things in the short term and you're working around your issues of scarcity and your worthiness. Um, and you start attaching your worthiness to how much money you have made or how many clients you have and all the stuff that comes with that. But I think for today, we I, I want to ask you the last question, which is a question I ask almost everyone. And that is, what are your favorite books when it comes to mindset or the books that you keep rec- recommending to your clients again and again? Uh, okay, so lately, I have so many that I love. But lately, I am really enjoying uh, Rich as... So earphones and people, um, I believe it's called Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis. And I just love how she views money, how she views, like how she talks about money and receiving. And it's a book focused more on money, but it's very much speaking to your mindset about it. So I feel like that one I, I really enjoy. Mm, love that. Yeah, I think she brings a lot of lightness and playfulness around money, which is which becomes a very heavy topic otherwise, like debt and making money and all of these things can feel very heavy. But I think she brings a lot of playfulness and lightness around it. And I love that book as well. So Karina, before we leave, what's going on in your world right now? How can people find more about you? We are going to definitely link up all of your socials in the show notes. But um, how would you love people to connect with you? What's the easiest and the most intimate way that you love to connect with people? Yeah, so I am loving showing up on Instagram and also on my personal Facebook, which is Karina Groombridge. And the handle is Karina Groombridge Coaching on Instagram. And I work with my clients right now one-on-one. And if anyone wants to know more, if you want to kind of see what support can look like for you, I offer a free call. So reach out and we can get that on the schedule and see if this kind of support is what you need to grow your business. I'm going to share all of those links. And um, anyone who is a mom and has a business, I think Karina is the go-to for you for sure. Get to know more about her, follow her stalk her on Insta. She shares a lot of amazing content on her Facebook as well. 
thank you so much, Karina, for coming on the podcast and sharing all of this awesomeness with us. I think anybody who is a mom in business is going to take away so much from this conversation. I, I mean, I have taken away so much from this conversation today. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. That's the episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am thrilled to have you as part of the Brave Marketing community. Because this podcast is still brand new, it would mean so much to me if you could leave a five-star review as that will make it easy for other brave hearts to find this podcast and grow our community of rule breakers. Until next time, have a brave week ahead.